getting rebounds like Charles Barkley, snatching his down. Shoot the J. Shoot it! He was getting rebounds like Charles Barkley, snatching his down. Shoot the J. Shoot it! He was getting rebounds like Charles Barkley, snatching his down. Shoot the J. Shoot it! He was getting rebounds like 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 Charles Barkley, snatching his down. Shoot the J. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for rocking out with your host, Jay Jenkins. This is Shoot the J Podcast. Look, man, NBA Finals are finally set. Uh, they start Thursday, game one. Oh, Warriors versus Cavs. Like, dude, did we really want to see Warriors versus Cavs again? Again? Like, I can't. I just... Well played, NBA. Well played, NBA. Not, not to say that it's rigged or anything. I just, you know, that's where the money is. You know, we're trying to figure out, oh, is this Warriors team a dynasty? Can LeBron James lead possibly his weakest team to the NBA Finals since 07? First off, let's just say that this isn't the weakest team to go to the Finals. That's one. Like, did you guys see the Allen Robinson-led 76ers? Like, did you see the 07 Cavaliers, like, come on, son. Put some respect on this team's name. Like, they do have an all-star. They do have the former six-man team. They have players who can rock out. So let's stop being disrespectful to this Cavaliers team, all right? That's one. Two, I'm going to talk about the Western Conference Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals. But I'm just... Sorry, I'm still flabbergasted that we're getting a part four Warriors Cavs. Like, I've seen a lot of movies, and most movies... Don't do so well after the trilogy. I mean, Rocky, all the Bourne movies, Die Hard. Like, it's okay at three. Like, we don't need more and more and more. Like, this is reminding me of, like, the Air Bud, like, movies now. Like, we get it, all right? Stop at three. We don't need any more. We don't need another Back to the Future. We don't need another... Medea movie, like, we get it, thank you, but it, it is what it is at this point, uh, I'm just trying to, you know, go through the motions of watching LeBron James lead this team and just get clobbered, but I mean, I'll give you my serious predictions later, but right now, I want to tackle, first off, I want to tackle what Clay Thompson said, he said in the interview, oh, it's not our fault that the that is Cavs-Warriors for the fourth time. The NBA needs to step it up. Wow, Clay, Good observation. I had no idea that having almost four of the best players in the league on your team, the NBA has to step it up from there. What do you want them to do, bro? Now, like I said prior to, and I've always said it, Warriors were not a super team until Kevin Durant joined their team. And you're probably thinking, John, what are you talking about, boy? They they went 73-9. How is it not a super team? How's it not? Boy, that's not a super team. All their players are a part of their farm system. They've done great. They've, they do it all together. That works for them. Now, when Kevin Durant joined, I was like, oh nah, this is disrespectful. This is this is super team ready. Like, just like Miami. Now, you're probably, oh, LeBron James joined a a team that wasn't even, no, I'm not saying who went to where. I'm just saying super team based. Miami Heat was a super team. Ghost State Warriors was a super team when when Kevin Durant joined. So, Clay, how do you expect teams to get better 
when all the players are, are how do you expect teams to get better when all the players are ganging up? Don't worry, I'll wait. They're not. They cannot. It's not it's not gonna work. That's why people are looking for teams who have the cap salary, who have the teammate, who have the players in motion to compete for a championship. Because there's no way the NBA teams around the league are gonna be better when they have to compete with juggernauts like the Warriors, juggernauts like the the Rockets, juggernauts like the last year's uh, last year's Cavaliers team. What are they supposed to do when everybody's teaming up? <coughs> Nothing. Nothing. So, to answer that question, Clay, the NBA's play, NBA teams are trying to catch up, but the Warriors are so far gone, and it's it's just it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be very tough. But anyway, let's talk about that. First, I'm gonna talk about the Eastern Conference Finals. One, that Eastern Conference Finals, I told, I said in a previous show, the Celtics needed to win that game in six games. Because why? Because LeBron James' game is universal. He's going to get buckets on the road and at home. That game travels with him. He's going to get buckets, get players involved. It's that game never changes. And LeBron James in Game 7s, he's at 5 of them. Guess what his record is? Yeah, it's 5-0. and oh. I'm not going against LeBron James in the Game 7. He does, he does this too easily, man. Too easy. But what happened in that Game 6, Game 7? Al Horford disappeared in Game 6. Jalen Brown was playing real sloppy. Terry Rozier playing crazy. Like, where was the team at? Where where was the execution? Where was where was the 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 drive to want to get to the finals? The 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 Celtics were up. Two games to finish the two games to finish the Cavs off. They couldn't do it. Other people were telling they were talking to me, hey man, you don't got no faith in the Cavs, man. They're undefeated at home. They're undefeated at home. Doesn't matter. LeBron's gonna cook you at your home or at his home. It was imperative for the for the Celtics to finish the game in six. You don't want to give LeBron James more chances to beat you. They had everything was against them. The Cavs had all the things stacked against them. All you guys had to come out, play fluently, just chill because. Like I said, the Cavaliers are set up where LeBron's going to get his no matter what. And all they need is one other person to get buckets. One other person. They just need one other person to do anything. Clap. Cheer. Massage his calf muscles on the sideline. Any, oh, wait, wait. My bad. That's the, uh, that's the training staff. I'm talking about the players. Yeah, anybody just had to put the basketball in the, in the hoop. And let's talk about that game seven. We talk about J.R. Smith like he was the MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals. That boy had 12 points. But those were the most clutchest 12 points he ever had in his, his career. Because LeBron James went off game seven. Nothing crazy. Nothing, nothing too nutty. But we were like, oh, man, like LeBron had to do so much. Listen, LeBron James did his, put the team on his back. But this time he had three other guys to help out. George Hill was getting buckets. J.R. Smith was getting buckets. And I don't know where this Jeff Green came from, but he was getting buckets too. Now, 
Now, I, I, th- I thought them, the Celtics had the momentum. Jason Tatum with the with the poster dunk, putting on for Duke University. But man, next play down, Jeff Green comes down and nails that that corner three. I'm just like, oh, there it is, there it is. LeBron to the finals yet again. So I, I'm I'm impressed with the Celtics team. They uh, definitely overachieved without their two All Stars, but. Are we really feeding too much into, oh, LeBron took this team on his back, Otis that third? Like, come on, son. Like, this was one of the easiest roads to the finals LeBron's had in a long time. Like, the the fact that the Pacers took them to seven should have shown that, okay, LeBron, you you, you doing your thing, but you kind of on your last legs. Because Victor Oladipo was the number one option, and that's not somebody who should take your team to seven games. Like, let's be honest. So he gets past the inexperienced uh, Pacers. He goes up against the Toronto Barneys, kills them, makes them extinct, and then takes on a Celtics team without two All-Stars. Come on, son. If that's not an easy road to the finals, I don't know what is. Now, for them going to seven in two of these three series, yeah, LeBron had to play a Hercu- had to have a Herculean performance. But I still believe this is one of his easiest years to the finals. Now, was this the year where I felt like another team could have challenged him in the East? Hell yeah, I thought so. Pacers aren't experienced, but maybe they could have gave him a run for their money, i.e. taking them to, to, to seven games. I wasn't sold on the Pacers, but I thought, eh, their team has more chemistry. This Cavaliers team got changed at the, at the uh, trade deadline, so they're still trying to mesh. So that could be something used against them. Or what about the the uh, the Celtics? Man, if Kyrie and, and Hay were there, I truly believe that they would be in the finals right now. But they're not, so it is what it is. But this was one of the easiest years for LeBron to go to the finals. But <clears throat> kudos to him. Kudos to players who haven't been to the finals yet. Jeff Green, uh, George Hill, players like that who play in the best league in the world play against the best competition night in, night out, and to get to this biggest stage for the first time in your career, it's obviously momentous, is a perfect feeling. So I, I want to shout them out for that because this final is going to be one hell of a... This is going to be one hell of a series. I say that because it's either going to be really short or extremely short. But I, like I said, the, uh, the predictions come later. Uh... You know, we're just Celtics, uh, you know, like I said, they overachieved. They did what they had to do. Uh, Brad Stevens is going to have a lot of decisions to make next season when Kyrie and Gordon Hayward comes back, figuring out times for those guys. Maybe there will be some trades involved. We don't know. But this team is it's, it's going to be decent for, for a little while. So, uh, shout out to them. Uh, but let's just I'm, – I'm, I'm ready. Let's just get straight into – that Western Conference Finals, man, like, what the hell happened to the Rockets? James Harden, man, you got me looking crazy out here. I, I'm battling people on Facebook, Instagram, the MVP, the real MVP, put a beard on the on the MVP trophy, it's his, it's locked up, they got the number one seed, they're going to defeat the Warriors, you'll see, you'll see. Lead, I, I, I honestly thought James Harden would lead 
the Rockets to their to their first title since 1994. I don't know why I remember that. Oh yeah, I was a Knicks fan, so I, I kind of feel both ways about this. Like ah. Rockets aren't in the finals. It's cool. Last time they won a chip, they beat the Knicks. I'm not a scoring fan. I just know. But also, I don't want to see Warriors-Cavs again. Like, that's it just is what it is. But that's another team who, who's gotten lucky. But that I'll, I'll, I'll get to that later. I'll get to that later. Rockets, what the hell happened in these series? And like I said again, this is another team who I said they have to close it out in six because you're not – Going to win a seven-game series against the Warriors or the Cavs because, one, <clears throat> like I said, LeBron James' game is universal. That Warrior shooting, you don't leave that at home. That thing goes with you everywhere. That ratchet goes with you everywhere. So you got Steph Curry playing crazy, shooting the threes out, going nuts, doing his thing. Klay Thompson resurrecting that jump shot that we that we didn't see in game four or five. You can't give the Warriors multiple opportunities to beat you. They should have finished it in six. Point blank period. Now, Chris Paul being injured was, was a huge thing. It, it, it hurt my MVP's chances because... You know, when, when you're Batman, you have that, like, strong other superstar that you can, you know, help you out and, and, and get you through a game. That's what Chris Paul was. But, so James Harden and the Rockets, they lose Chris Paul. And they just looked out of it. Like, they just looked out. But I don't only blame the Rockets players. Mike D'Antoni, what you doing, baby? What you doing? If you want to go coach college basketball run that up-tempo, and only play six or seven guys, that's the perfect system to do that, college basketball. And the NBA, bro, these are people who have made it to the next level. You got to give them some run. You got to give Joe Johnson more burn. Come on, son. Chris Paul got hurt, and you're not going to give him no more run? Luke Mahamute, defensive stopper. Can't, can't score to, to save his, his African royalty. But he gets he he straps up on defense. Didn't play him. Nene was getting cooked on the switches in game one and two. He was like, all right, Nene, come sit next to me. I go in, coach. Nah, you just you just sit next to me. Keep cheering. Tariq Black, a killer on the boards. Stop playing him. So I my, I don't know what game plan Mike D'Antoni had going into going into this series, but not playing your bench was a terrible idea. Knowing how deep. The Warriors benches and how they play, you got to give other people run. You have to. It just makes more sense. So, I, I don't know. I just, the Rockets really shot themselves out that game. And can we say lid on the rim? Lid on the rim. They missed 27 consecutive three-pointers. 27. They missed a three for every year I was born. That was my that was the present they gave to me, cause I cause I picked them to go to the finals. They said, "Oh, here's an early birthday present, John. Miss, miss, miss." I'm like, "Get to the cup." I commend Eric Gordon, cause he was like, "Yo, my three's not falling. I'm gonna get to the basket." But where was everybody else's thought process? Now, don't get me wrong. The Warriors are just they just some some snipers. 
Because every time it got down to eight, to seven, to six, to five, I was like, oh, there we go. Okay, Rockets, one stop. Kevin Durant, deep contested three. All right, all right, that's just one. You good. Steph Curry, open three. All right, guys, listen, they got it, but we'll answer right back. Steph Curry from even deeper. Pause. Three. I'm like, yo, what the heck? Can we get a stop? Can we get a stop? Nothing. So don't don't get me wrong. The the Warriors did they thing, closed that out. But I'm just like, come on, son. Like, can we get some defense put into this game somewhere? Now, don't get me started about the officiating. Boy, oh boy, that officiating in that Rockets-Warriors game was what the Spaniards would call El Terrible. It was trash. Now, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not one to talk about the fix because I, 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 I just believe one team was better than the other team. But boy, did it feel like that fix was in. Referees missed three straight uh, three-point attempts by, the James Hard, by James Harden and the Rockets. Could have put nine points on the board. Now, I don't care what anybody say. Talking about, oh, we don't know if he would have made uh, all nine free throws, so we can't say that the Rockets lost by nine. Hmm. Where could those possible nine points have come from? Where could those possible, oh, stop transition fouls come from? Because I missed a three. It doesn't get called. Words come down, transition, hit a three. They missed a foul call. Get the rebound, come down, transition, hit another three. Hmm, I wonder what if what would have stopped those transition threes. Oh, a foul. Hmm, Steph Curry, Steph Curry comes off a screen. Hmm, his the person who's setting the screen is moving. I wonder what that's called. Illegal screen for those of you who don't know what what I'm talking about. You can't move when some when when the person is when the person is going to shoot a three. You can't move in front of the person if they've, if they've already dodged the screen. It's called an illegal pick. I saw at least three of those that led to three, that led to nine Steph Curry three points. So, listen, like, they missed, they missed some crucial calls. But at the end of the day, the Warriors just came out, they came out slinging. I want to know what happened in the, in, in the third or fourth quarter because, you know, as, as much as I'm, Critiquing James Harden being MVP, things like that, not having Chris Paul for Game Six or Seven. The Rockets were up Game Game Six and Game Seven at halftime, so there's no excuse. James Harden was balling. The Rockets were balling. Where's where 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 was the nonchalant? Where's the excuse? Because they were cooking with grease. You know what it was? I think Joanna Man must have went to the Warriors locker room, gave them a halftime speech, had them coming out. I'm sure Bobby Boucher came to the Warriors locker room and they came back and won the Bourbon Bowl. Somebody who was supposed to give the most clutches halftime speech, I'm sure they were directed to the Rockets locker room and accidentally ended up at the Warriors because the Rockets played so flat-footed, game six and seven coming out of halftime, that the Warriors just spanked them to sleep. Spanked them to sleep. In one quarter, they they scored less than double digit, double digit points. So not only did the Warriors strap up, but they was lighting you up. Come on, Rockets! It is it was too easy. The blueprint was there, and they shot themselves out of a finals trip. Shot themselves out of a finals trip. I, I'm I'm still flabbergasted that we that we have 
Warriors Cavs Part Four. I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm, over, I, I, I'm gonna tune in because I, I need the podcast done. But at this point, I'm just like, oh my god, we have another Warriors Cavs. But anyway, when we come back from break, I'm gonna touch more on my predictions for the finals. I'm going to talk about how lucky the Warriors have been these last couple of years as far as playing fully healthy teams. Uh, and we're also going to touch on LeBron James. Does he have a chance to beat the Warriors at all? Like, at all. Like, I, like there's people who give him a little chance, give him some chance. They have people who fully believe uh, Cavs in seven. But does he have anything at all? I'm going to get to that. Keep it locked. Here to shoot the J podcast. And we're back. Thank you for tuning in to shoot the J podcast. Look, when we left off, I was talking about <clears throat> we really have to do Cavs Warriors part four. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, we, we just couldn't catch a break, could we? Thanks, NBA. Uh, <clears throat> great way for ratings. Uh you know, trying to see about this Warriors dynasty, Cavs and Le- LeBron and the Le- LeBronettes going to the to the finals. But uh, I was talking about how the Warriors have been pretty lucky these last couple of years as far as facing teams at their full strength and you know being able to win championships. Now, don't get me wrong when you have when you win championships. It's always something about, you know, like you're always in the right place, right time. Like something just has to go right in order for you to win a championship. Because we all know, like, there's always something that goes, like, horribly wrong during during a game or during a season. Injuries. Uh, players have off-the-field issues. Like, l- little things like that that cause, <clears throat> you know, the road to a championship, like, that makes it very an uphill battle. But the Warriors have been very fortunate. So let's go back to... 2015, their first chip. Their first chip, Kyrie Irving hurts his knee in game one. We all know what happened with that one. Spoiler alert, the Warriors win. Cruz finished the game in, in, in six, I believe. So Warriors win their first chip in, in a while. <clears throat> so they win that. Next year, fully healthy Cavaliers team. Another spoiler alert, they don't win. So... Let's continue. 2017, Kawhi Leonard balling the whole playoffs. Takes out James Harden and, and the Rockets. Being the MVP candidate slash defense player of the year that he was that year. Game one, Zaza Dirty Pachulia slides under his, under his ankle during a jump shot. Hurts it. Very severe ankle sprain. What happens? Warriors going to sweep the series. What else happens? They have their way with the Cavaliers. Finish finish it in five. So now, so once again, Kawhi doesn't play this year, so they beat the Spurs in five. Anthony Davis and, and Rajon Rondo played magnificent of Trailblazers, but uh, we all know how that ended, so Warriors in five. Chris Paul... James Harden and the Rockets forced them to game seven. And who doesn't play game six and seven? Chris Paul. Now, don't get me wrong. Chris Paul is the, 
the basketball gods feel some type of way about him or the base god, whoever puts some type of curse on him, he always gets injured in the least opportune times. Like, come on, son. Like, your first Western Conference Finals and that's how you're going to go out? The ham, the hammy, the hammy. What is your what is that training staff doing that he has an injured hamstring? Like, come on, son. That that's gonna be my thing for a while. Come on, son. Like, nobody could have taken care of that for him. So they so they get Chris Paul on the sideline. Warriors once again cruise to their fourth straight NBA Finals. Now. The Warriors are the superior team in, in most of the series. But it's nothing like a little hint of luck that helps things out. Am I wrong? A hint of luck comes with uh, the lottery. Playing numbers at roulette. Playing blackjack. That, 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 that entitles luck. But with basketball, it's skill and luck. And the Warriors have been hit with that for a couple of times. Now, Andre Iguodala is a very uh, pivotal piece in this Warriors roster, <clears throat> he might not be ready for game one in the finals. And he was known as the player who, you know, was able to slow down LeBron. That's why he won the finals MVP in uh, 2015. So let's just say without him, it may be a little difficult because now Kevin Durant has played both sides of the floor now, you know, guard LeBron and getting buckets. If you had someone who could just strictly guard LeBron, then it's all good. But We'll see how the, how the Warriors uh, finesse that situation. But I also want to tackle, uh, does LeBron James have any chance at all in this NBA Finals? I say hell to the no, to the no, no, no. Like, it is slow for the Cavs. I'm being generous by saying Warriors in six. I really think it's five. They're not going to sweep them. Like, LeBron James is not getting swept again in 2007. Like, the NBA is not going to let that happen to their golden boy. Like, LeBron James will not get swept. But I do believe this is not going to be a long series. That's why in the beginning I said it's either going to be short or extremely short. Warriors in five, six to be generous. Because this team, is it just has too many weapons. Too many weapons. This Cavs team is going to seven-game series with the Starless against the Starless Celtics and against an inexperienced Pacers team. What the hell you think these experienced Warriors are going to do to them? Now, don't get me wrong. The, the Warriors shouldn't have went to seven with the Rockets. But the Rockets had the star power to play with the Warriors. And when I mean star power, they have players who can easily carry the offense. Now, the Warriors have those two players, Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. Klay Thompson doesn't carry the offense. He'll just get hot, and people will lose him on screens or lose him in transition. Draymond Green's not somebody who can carry the offense, but he'll do a little bit of everything. Who do the Cavs have besides LeBron James? No one. Now, this doesn't attest to the fact that, oh, he's taking a bum team to the finals because this team is not trash. But it looks totally different than it did at the trade deadline. Which I do think that if they kept some of those pieces, they would not be considered to be uh, a wash to go to the finals. Like, Dwayne Wade and Montreal plays like that could have easily done exactly what Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, uh, players like that, George Hill could have done. Like, Dwayne Wade could do that. Iman Shepard can do that. So, you know, it, it is what it is when it comes to that. But let, let let's just get deeper into how the Warriors are just going to obliterate them. Like, it's going to be easy pickings. 
Now, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a lot of flack because it's going to be, well, LeBron wasn't going to win it anyway, but nobody in the East took him out, so that's an accomplishment. Oh, he's been to eight straight finals. Who else can say that? Uh, they stopped giving out participation awards when I was in, when I was in school because participation just meant, hey, thanks for showing up. That's not how the real world works. You either get a first-place trophy or a no-place trophy. Now, you might get some first runner-ups to make it sound better. It's like, oh, these guys were the first runners-up, a.k.a. the first losers. But no no more participation trophies. No more, oh, let's talk about LeBron's greatness because he's been to eight straight finals. That's not how that's not how the award works. There's not a there's not a almost made it award, and then you add that in the GOAT criteria. Nah, that's not how it works at all. It's either you won them or you lost them. And for LeBron to potentially be three and six in the finals conversation, listen, he'll I don't want to hear any more about GOAT talk. He'll be he will have cemented his legacy as the second greatest basketball player to have ever touched the basketball. Right now he's too chilling, coasting, but if he if he loses, he'll be cemented at two. No room for advancement. <clears throat> so, yeah, with that, I I I I'm very you know I'm I'm kind of torn because like we already know what's happening. I'm sure the words already have champagne in their locker room. I'm sure they already got it going, but. Cavs can put up one hell of a fight. If if anybody I want to lead the charge, I want it to be LeBron James. I, I trust it. Trust him to win? Hell no. Trust him to make it a series? N- doubt it. But he's going to play hard, no matter what. So let, let, let's give that to, to, to the Cavs and to the Warriors. Now, I'm going to have a little thing, a little segment right now called Trash. And basically, I'm going to depict two players who are just basura in this in this conference finals. Now, you can have your own two. You know, shoot me a note. Uh, hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, whoever, who you feel your two were. My two players, one, Terry Rozier. Uh, there's an APB on his jump shot right now. I'm trying to figure out what the hell he was doing. 0 for 10 from 3. 0 for 12 from the field. Like, was the stage really too big for you? Was this really something you couldn't handle? I don't want to hear him being a rookie because he was balling. He was dogging. He was doing his thing. So what 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 is the problem? He was doing all little things, all little things, and basically being Kyrie Jr., but he couldn't bring it home. <clears throat> Meanwhile, on the other end of the spectrum, Eric Gordon, dogging, James Harden, playing his heart out, disappearing but still playing his heart out. But you know who gets the trash award for the for that game? Trevor Ariza. Now, don't like I don't understand how players really like. It's it's a human thing to get tired, to get winded, lose energy like that. That that's normal. But these are NBA players. Like you know, that's what the off season is for. You know, that's what training camp is for. You know, that's what the meeting with trainers is about, right? To get your body well equipped and well fit. To play an 82-game season. To play 48 minutes if needed. Because we were quick to blame Mike D'Antoni for those those two years that we got robbed of Kobe Bryant. Because we were saying, oh, Mike D'Antoni's playing Kobe too much. Oh, Mike D'Antoni's putting too much pressure on Kobe Bryant. And then a trainer came out and, and did an interview. He said, Kobe Bryant's uh, physical preparation, i.e. practice and training, 
has equipped him to play those minutes, to play those, to play those time, to put that those many amount of shots up. So, granted, Kobe's a, a different beast, practice, preparation, all that. But it's the NBA. Like you have a limited access to a gym. You can work out whenever, however, however long you like. How would he like? And all Trevor Reza's shorts shots were either short, hitting the back iron. He was shooting from the corner three, which is the shortest distance to the basket from for from from long range. Was missing those. I'm just like Trev. If you would have just hit at least three of the 0 for 10 you win, this game would have been close. 0 for 10 from three. So he was 0 for 10 from three, and the Rockets missed 27th Street. Which goes back to they shot themselves out of an NBA Finals trip. Now, a lot's going to go on in the offseason. We're going to see if Chris Paul is going to stay. We'll see if LeBron James joins Houston. We'll see if LeBron James stays in the East, goes to Philly. We'll see if uh, this bananable thing happens the way it's supposed to. Because, I mean, Dwayne Wade's a free agent, too. He doesn't have a player option or anything. So he could decline, go there. I mean, granted, Miami's the ideal place right now. So, if anything... LeBron James and D-Wade should think about uh, bringing Miami back to relevance. But I don't know. I'm just, I was just very, very disappointed in those two players. Terry Rozier and Trevor Reza definitely get the trash title for this conference finals. Definitely get the title for this conference finals. So, but we're, we're, I'm I'm hyped because it's like it's still the NBA Finals, basketball still going on. Uh, I'm gonna give you. I remember in a previous segment I gave you my top ten players in the league right now. So I'm gonna give you the top ten players from this playoffs, this playoffs, and then I'll go on talk about some Knicks talk, see how they're doing <clears throat> as far as uh getting ready for uh the NBA draft and uh. You know what? 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 What else? I'm. I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I want to see some. I want to talk about some more. Uh, you know, future aspects for like, you know, the Sixers, uh, Celtics, the moves that they could possibly make. What the Suns are thinking about doing with that number one pick? Because there's been some more talks about you know trading with the Timberwolves. So we'll get back to that uh, when we return. Keep it locked. It's Shoot the J podcast. What's going on, guys? Thanks for coming back. This is Shoot the J Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Jenkins. Listen, man, this is the this is what we've all been waiting for. NBA Finals. What what could be better than that? They start Thursday. Uh, like I said earlier, LeBron James leading possibly one of his worst teams to the finals. KD and the Warriors trying to continue their so-called dynasty. Uh, but you know, when I when I left off, I was talking about uh, some of the the top ten players right now in these playoffs, and, and you know, it got me thinking, who who are those players? So I, I'm gonna give you my ten. You guys, let me know what 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 you guys ten uh, ten is. Uh, you can let me know, like, hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. But my top ten is uh, in no particular order right now. I'm just gonna name ten players I thought was were, were pretty dope this playoff this postseason. So Yansan Takumbo did his thing in every statistical category: points, rebounds, assists. 
steals, blocks, like everything. Like, I'm, I'm not going to insult you guys' intelligence. You, you know what the five major statistical categories are. Giannis put on for his team, uh, took the Celtics to a game seven, couldn't get it done, but definitely has showed his face on why he will be the super uh, superstar uh, in the future. As soon as he develops a jump shot, it's a wrap. He, it's, he's going to be scary. Definitely Kevin Durant-like. Uh, but, I mean, I don't want to, you know, jump straight there. But, you know, once he gets that jump shot, it's a wrap. Uh, when they, you know, whatever, whenever they decide to hire a new coach, it's going to be important to keep him happy because I know his contract is almost up. He hasn't signed an extension or anything. So it, it's, it's going to be a key thing to keep the Greek freak in Milwaukee to build off of that. But, you know, we'll see. But as of right now, he was he's on the list. Uh, let's add uh, Victor Oladipo to the list. Played great as his first year as a, as a first option. Uh, you know, he was a, he was the first option in Orlando, but you know, it just didn't work out. Sent him to Oklahoma City. He was able to learn from uh, Russell Westbrook, playing alongside him, how to create his own shot, how to do certain things, and it was shown it was shown in his in his first year as being the first option for against Indiana for Indiana like he did his thing showed out got a lot of respect from LeBron James taking them to seven games uh so in in a season where we had the Pacers as a lottery team we we didn't think anything about them oh they lost Paul George all right that's cool all right yeah huh Pacers what in the playoffs all right you in the line for drug testing what else you got oh Pacers taking the Cavs to seven games all right over here What's what's that line? Oh, this is the uh, the loony bin because it's impossible. That's not happening. So for Victor Oladipo and the Pacers to get all the naysayers to, you know, swallow their words was definitely uh, a great notch in his belt, and he'll be back hungrier uh, next season. Uh, next, I want to highlight uh, Clay Thompson. Now he 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 scores in volumes. That that's very true. Doesn't create his own shot. But when his number is called, he is there balling. He does everything right. Everything right. Straps up your best player. But for some reason, teams like to lose him in transition. They like to lose him off screens. And he's just he makes teams pay. He makes teams pay. He was a little quiet in that first round. But in the second round and in the, in the conference finals, he's the he's one of the reasons why the Warriors are going to their fourth straight finals. And I can see the confidence of why what he said behind what he said as far as the Warriors and Cavs aren't the reason why <laughs> they're going to straight four straight finals. The NBA needs to step it up. So I see the confidence. He was wrong, but I see the confidence and I see why he's one of the catalysts to them going to four straight finals. Next on my list is Russell Westbrook. Uh, not because they got eliminated in the first round or anything. That's you know it's just. Russell Westbrook's going to be Russell Westbrook until there's a coach that's going to tell Russell Westbrook to stop being Russell Westbrook. But, you know, he did it statistically, did everything he was, uh, you know, he's known for doing, stat padding, I'm doing all that, but he just couldn't lead him against uh, the Utah Jazz. Um, I don't know, it was just it was just rough for him. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how the team that they have set up with the talent that they have Going in, going into this season, we had them possibly competing in the conference finals, scaring, scaring the Warriors, scaring the Rockets, and then they did exactly what we thought they would do. They were one game better than they were last year, with more key additions, 
and they lost in the first round. So, not surprised, but uh, it is what it is at this point, uh, which leads me to next on the list, Donovan Mitchell. The stage was not too big for him. Played out of his mind. My rookie of the year. So, during the NBA Awards show, uh, if he's not holding the trophy at the end, I demand a recount. There probably will be a problem. Because uh, he, was, he was balling in regular season. Because rookie of the year is not a postseason award. But if it's, indi- if it's any indication on what he did in regular season, he led the he led the Jazz past this super team of uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Led them past them. Guaranteed a win. The fans of Oklahoma City was like, yeah, we'll see you game seven. He was like, nah, we'll see you guys next year. Boom. Took care of him in six. Now, he did get hurt in the Rocket series, so kind of slowed him down a little bit. It is what it is. But definitely a bright future for Donovan Mitchell. Uh, one of the steals in this year's draft. So, bright future. Definitely looking forward to seeing what else he can do in the Western Conference. Because the Utah Jazz, they're, they're a couple pieces away from you know being a legit contender. But they're in the right place. When you, when you strike gold... In the, in the draft, when you get players who are locked in on defense, when you get a facilitating point guard who doesn't mind getting other people involved while also scoring, you, you're set up pretty well. Got some great wing defenders, some corner three, hit, uh, three and D guys, so the Jazz are on their way. Just a couple more key additions, and, and they'll, they'll be fine. Let's add James Harden to this list. Uh, my MVP definitely disappeared a little bit in the Western Conference Finals, but... Let's not let's not negate everything he did prior to. He was balling the whole playoffs. Now Chris Paul was a great one-two punch, but James Harden was balling, doing everything right, doing everything right, cooking, cooking with grease. So let, let's not disregard what the beard did prior to. Uh, but this is a big stage. He did come up a little short. Didn't have his uh, partner with him, you know, to take on the Warriors, but. You know, you, you still got to get it done. You play who's in, you play who's in front of you, and you play alongside whoever's whoever's with you. So, you know, uh, we'll see James Harden bring it back next year. We'll see if uh, the Banana Boat Crew is still together. Well, not the Banana Boat Crew. That's for later. <laughs> that might be another thing. But we'll see if James Harden and Rockets give it one more go. Uh, put some more key pieces around him because he signed his extension. So. He's in it for the long haul. We'll see if the Rockets can, you know, continue helping him out. Uh, Another player we have, definitely uh, Anthony Davis. AD putting up the arcade-like numbers. And just, I don't know, man. He he puts up the Superman-like games, and I'm just convinced uh, the Warriors are his kryptonite. Nothing more, nothing less. He just, he just can't get past the Warriors. So, you know, even after DeMarcus Cousins going down, we thought the Pelicans were done. Put a fork in them, barbecue Pelican. But Anthony DeBrow let them to uh, the playoffs, let them pass the, the Blazers sweeping uh, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, and, and those guys. So, Anthony Davis definitely, when LeBron James and KD decides to call their career, will be the next person to take the torch, the next one on the mantle. So, it's just, what the hell is he going to do with this Warriors team, man? They are just too talented. They, sometimes they make you just look at basketball like, Jesus Christ, like, is there anything else I can do? Please, let me know. 
Somebody tell me. <laughs> so shout out to that guy. But I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Anthony Davis definitely, you know, he has a lot of decisions he'll be making soon in the cut in the next couple of off season. So, you know, maybe the Celtics make a splash, trade one of their picks for him and that'll put them over the hump. Maybe he signs with a, a team in Los Angeles because they definitely need bigs in, in either one. So, or he stays put, and the and the Pelicans deal Demarcus Cousins. So it's definitely a lot to to look to look at in uh, the next couple of off seasons. Uh, next on that list, got though Jalen. Uh, I, I wanted I want them to share a spot. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. The stage, like I said prior to for Donovan Mitchell, the stage wasn't too big for them. They showed up, showed out. And got this Celtics team within one game of the NBA Finals. One game. One game. They took on the scoring load when when Gordon Hayward went down. They took on the scoring load when Kyrie went down. These two guys have earned some crazy minutes next year, which is going to give Brad Stevens a lot, a lot of headaches. Not not bad headaches, because he's going to have lineups where he can throw any and everybody out there. But when Kyrie and Gordon Hayward get back, it's going to be a lot of decisions that have to be made. But Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum have put the Celtics on track to be, they've already overachieved. Now, these next couple of years, they're going to be set up for future success. And the Celtics are going to be very, very good. It scares me because the Knicks are in that division. So I, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. Two of the three teams on, on, the, on the come up are in the Atlantic division. Can you believe that? Celtics and Sixers. So Knicks, uh, we either going to be tanking for a little bit longer or we just going to have to go through it or play better, whichever one. So, but of course, last two on that list. I mean, is there anybody else? Kevin Durant. We were nervous about KD because we're not going to lie. Going into the postseason, they the Warriors were sputtering. Steph Curry goes down. KD's the lead guy. And it was just it was just rough for them. We we couldn't they couldn't figure out their identity. KD was a go-to guy feeding into the narrative. Oh, he can't do it by himself. He just that's why he had to go to that team. But KD's been balling, man. Definitely, I know he hates the nickname, but he's earned the nickname the Slim Reaper. He put the Rockets to bed. Him and Steph put the Pelicans to bed, and that whole team put the put the Spurs away. But you know, KD's playing out his mind. Definitely, he's no longer. He doesn't feel like he's chasing LeBron James, but his legacy is definitely on the line. I'll get. I'll get more into that after this list. And I mean, come on, who who's been playing better in these playoffs than LeBron James? Who's been playing better than LeBron, freaking James? Let, let, let's put let's put errors to the side. Let, let, let's just. You know, admire greatness for one moment. LeBron James in his 15th year is playing out of his mind. Definitely cementing or adding to his legacy of being the greatest of all time. Now, this team, like I said, we keep disrespecting this Cavaliers team. It's not that bad, but for him to lead this team. To the finals is already is already an achievement. So he had he 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 has that. Now he has to go win it. Cause I don't I don't believe in oh just because you made it to the finals is 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 cool. Like that's that's something we should you know 
throw throw a party about. Like we should acknowledge it. Acknowledge anytime you get to the finals because it's tough to get there. But you gotta win it. There's no there's no sec there's no second place trophies. All right. So I, I always acknowledge. Dang man, that's a that's a dope accomplishment making it there. Now you gotta win it. Point blank period. But yeah, so I was talking I was talking about legacies. Now this a, a lot rides on this because if Kevin Durant finds a way to win back to back titles, and then the way that this Warriors team is set up financially, they can be together for a couple of years. If KD finds a way to win a championship and then possibly a, a couple more, like I want to say if he gets at least four, he's putting himself, he's catapulted himself to the level where we can start talking about him and LeBron James in the same sentence. Because right now, people laugh at it. They're like, oh, LeBron, KD in the same sentence? Nah, nah. That's S9, S10, S11. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like, KD's working his way up. Now, we're not talking about the routes in which they went to get their championships. Because they both joined... One joined the super team, one joined an already... One made a super team. Well, let me stop. They both made super teams, but one joined an already established team. The other one was just off-season, needed players. Everybody's, everybody decided to start signing in Miami once they saw that big three was complete. So, we're not comparing how they got to where they got to. We're just comparing championships at that point. And KD, you know, he didn't really have a big, uh, you know... TV parade about oh you know promising multiple championship he just came out and started balling so I think KD and the Warriors are set to win a couple championships and if if that does happen we could start putting KD and LeBron in the same sentence but if LeBron James finds a way to will this team to a championship against KD I, Le, KD will be stuck in wherever realm he's in right now because there will never be a chance to be like, oh yeah, KD's just as good as players LeBron James are better. No. KD's never done what LeBron James is doing with certain teams. Now, I, I, I'm looking forward to LeBron James-KD match. I'm, like, e- even though I'm, I'm mad as Warriors-Cavs part four, I'm enjoying KD-LeBron part three. I think that's pretty cool. His first time there, not that much experience. Second time there, had, had more help. But at the same time, he was still there to hit down, hit clutch shots. I'm I'm really curious to see what LeBron James can do with this team to lead them past the Warriors. Because, like I said earlier, I was being generous. Warriors are six. It may be sooner than that. It may be five. Warriors not going to sweep them because LeBron James not having that. But I'd be impressed if it's anything more than five. But yeah, but like I was saying, KD's legacy depends on this. Either he if either he gets this championship and wins multiple more to be on the same sentence, or if LeBron James wills him pass, KD is stuck wherever he's at. There'll never be another conversation. Unless KD leaves the Warriors and wills another team to a championship by himself, though you could never put Kevin Durant in the same conversation as LeBron James. But after 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 this this series, whichever whichever happens, we'll we'll start hearing the muttering. We'll start hearing stuff like that, like, oh, Dang, man, KD getting up there. He already has two. LeBron has three. LeBron's playoff uh, finals record is not looking too good. Three and nine. Jerry West was one and nine. So, I don't know. It's looking close to that. Like, KD's up there. KD wins another one. He'll be, he'll be what, three and four. So, 
I, I, I'm very convinced. Like a lot of legacies are on the line with this matchup. Steph's into his. He'll he'll he wins another chip. He'll go down as one of the greatest point guards of all time. Klay Thompson already cemented himself as one of the greatest shooters of all time. Draymond's committed himself as one of the the greatest glue guys, all around players, supporting cast of all time. Like he, those guys' legacies are cemented. KD and LeBron are still creating theirs. So a lot rides on this series. So like I said, NBA Finals starts Thursday. Should be should be a fantastic series. A uh, lot of implications as far as you know afterwards. Not even with legacies, with you know what 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 could possibly happen. Will Will LeBron stay in the East? Join the up and coming Sixers? Put them over the top? Cause like I said, they're they're. They're already on schedule to what's going on. Like, they've trusted the process. Things are going their way. Despite injuries, they're still progressing forward. But if LeBron James joins that team, oh, they're over the hump. I was watching Undisputed today. A couple of analysts saying, oh, LeBron James should do what KD did and go to Boston. That'll definitely put them over the hump. I said, one, LeBron James will not, will not take another hit to his legacy. You, That's not going to happen. Even though it's it's different from KD losing to them, then joining them, LeBron James beating them, then joining them. One kick, Kyrie was getting away for a reason. He wasn't getting away because he thought the Cavs weren't set up to win a championship. Because that was the case, he would just stay. But Kyrie won his own team. So LeBron goes to Boston. That's that's there's already friction right then and there. Someone was like, "Oh, he should go to Houston." Heard on ESPN Radio. Oh, maybe you should go to Houston. This that I was like, oh, hmm, three ball dominant people on one team. How would that work? But the the situation to get him to Houston was Houston would do a sign and trade, get LeBron James, and send James Harden to Cleveland. And I'm like, okay, and that would set up the banana boat situation. Dwayne Wade's a free agent, so he could sign with Houston. Then I'll be three of them. Carmelo Anthony has 26 million reasons why he will not, will not opt out. But if there's a definite championship on the horizon, uh, I, I, might, I might give up 26 million. I might, I might give up 26 million. I, I've already made so much. The only thing that has eluded me is, is a ring. Carmelo Anthony is going to Hall of Fame. But to put a ring on it, that would, that would solidify it, definitely. But that will open up the banana boat realm. Sign and trade. Houston gets LeBron. James Harden goes to Cleveland, and I don't. I wouldn't put it past him because the general manager Daryl Mooney for for uh, Houston. He's just that crazy. He's just that crazy. So it could happen. He threw the kitchen sink at the Clippers to get Chris Paul. So if that's definite, then we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I mean, James Harden is signed for the long run. Signs his extension, almost forty mil a year. So, you know, you'll, you'll how are you gonna be able to afford Chris Paul, LeBron James? I don't know, but that that was a good little scenario to put together. So, we'll see. But let, let, I, I was looking at some some funny articles. Let's talk about some of the things that happened 
or were happening when the last time LeBron James was in the NBA Finals, which was 2010, might I add. 2010, Instagram wasn't even released yet. So you see everything that we're doing now, Instagram, stories, uh, DMs, things like that, Instagram models, all that stuff that was popping, wasn't going on in 2010. Last time LeBron James wasn't in the NBA Finals. Drew Brees and the Saints won the Super Bowl the last time LeBron James wasn't in the Finals. You can't remember last time the Saints were in the Conference Championship and they won, they won the chip that year, 2010. For all my animated uh, motion picture fans, Toy Story 3 was the number one movie in the, in, in, in the box office. Toy Story 3. They're working on four right now. And you have to take at least three years between animated movies to make them. So, Toy Story 3 was the number one movie in the box office. Justin Bieber's Baby was on the charts. I don't even... Nobody even remembers Justin Bieber now. Now he looks now he looks like Ellen DeGeneres with tattoos. But yeah, that, that little kid that Usher uh found, discovered, yeah, that guy, number one number one song on the charts, baby. Last time LeBron James wasn't in the finals. Man, last time LeBron James was in the finals, I was going to college. 2010. I've been out of college for eight years now. So that means every year of college, LeBron James was in the finals. My whole collegiate career and my professional career afterwards. And the way it's looking, if I if I end up <laughs> becoming a sports host somewhere else, he might still be in the finals. I don't know. Just shout out to LeBron for his for his dominance, but I just like I said, I've said in previous shows, this was the year that the East was up for grabs because the Cavaliers weren't weren't built like that. They had LeBron, they had the locomotive, but they still had some missing pieces. The Rockets finally put a team together that could compete. And it just didn't happen. So, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm excited for uh, NBA, the NBA Finals. Should be a good one. KD versus LeBron. We'll see how the other key pieces work out. But, like I said, tune in next week. I thank everybody for for listening. Uh, next week, same time, uh, as episodes drop at 8 p.m. Follow me on Instagram, the number two w o underscore j a y z, or you can follow at Shoot the J Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, wherever you have a phone. If you want to check it out, please do. It's been great. Uh, we'll have a show for you after the first couple of games of the NBA Finals. Uh, We're putting up some polls, so check that out and keep it tuned. Till next time, this is Shoot the J Podcast.